All right, I was just talking with the mute, mute button on, but good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Uh, mindset Mental Toughness call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And today is Monday. Uh, what's the date? Is it December 29th? No, I mean November 29th, something like that. I think that's what it is, on November 30th, 2021. Just in case somebody in 2050 or 2060 run across this call, uh, <laughs> this this is the date. 2021 is our year. Man, think about that. I remember when in the 1900s, like 2021, we thought, at least I thought, you know, we was gonna be flying around like the Jetsons, you know, up in the air. And the, I'm sure that's coming. That's coming. I don't know when. Maybe in 2050, if you're hearing this, that's what you all are doing now. You flying around in the air, <laughs> going by each other, going above the traffic, dodging each other, and sliding in the air. I know it's going to be pretty cool there. Let me see, 2050, I should be, <clears throat> let's see, I'll be probably about 68, maybe 70, <clears throat> something like that. So, but look, on this call, we talk about mindset, we talk about leadership, we talk about life, we talk about books, we talk about affirmations, we talk about success, and we talk about failure. Now, this is a conference call, so I know you, you're on a podcast and you're saying, wait a minute, I'm on the podcast platforms, and these are supposed to be podcasts. Yeah, they are, but, you know, we broke the rules. And so what we did was we took our conference calls and we loaded them on the podcast platforms. Uh, for two reasons. One is for people to be able to go back and hear the replay easier, you know, so they can get it and share it with people. Like I know a lot of you are doing. I know everybody on this call is sharing this with two people a week or one a day. I know you're doing that. I know every day you think, can I send this to? Let me send this to Ricky. Send this to Bobby. Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Let me send it to Mike. And, um, you know, that's why we want you to do it. Share the information. It's free. Uh, you never know who it might touch. You know, somebody at a younger age that, you know, is thinking this stuff that we're saying here, but nobody around them is thinking this. Nobody around them. So they, they are afraid to say it or even think about it because they just don't, you know, because they, they might have been blessed with the um, the ability to see around things. and But... If nobody around them is saying it, then you you know you kind of you don't do it. You don't think about it because you you might think you're crazy or something. Because that's how they you know they have you thinking if you're not believing everything that we were raised to believe. So share it with people. You know, and you go back and listen to the replay and take notes and then apply it and do those things because repetition is key. Repetition is king. That's how you learn. You got to hear it over and over and over and over. So. We load these on 16 different podcast platforms from iTunes to Apple to Breaker to Spotify. I mean, you know, 16 different ones that you can listen to um, these conference calls on. And uh, if you're a person that's trying to change your life, if you're somebody that's trying to advance more financially, uh, these will be great calls to listen to because a lot of us are, are really – 
we have our brakes on and don't even know it because of things that we heard growing up as kids, things that we heard in our environment, you know, which created our paradigm. You know, everything that we heard, saw from our, you know, parents, teachers, pastors, kids. And so, you know, we believe those things and they bury deep down inside of us and we kind of work on automatic with them. You know, we automatically do things from the thoughts that were programmed in us at an early age. I was listening to a Les Brown yesterday in uh, Les Brown audio, and he was saying that, you know, we were born to win but programmed to lose. And, uh, you know, he's pretty much thinking, talking about 80 to 90% of the country um, that we've been programmed to lose by the things we've been taught, the things that have been said to us, and the things that we have passed on and agreed with. So, and what we're saying is this. Yes, we've all been programmed to, to lose with the information we received, but you can uh, deprogram and reprogram. And that's what we talk about here, doing that. And it takes time, it takes effort, it takes diligence, it takes, you know, the suggestions that we talk about, like listening to the replay and taking notes and sharing it with other people and talking, you know, it's work. See, it was work to get programmed. We just didn't realize that because we were young kids and we were just bouncing all our way to school and having a good time and, you know, can't wait to get to school to see your partners so you can, you know, uh, just have fun. You learn some stuff. But those things, that, that took time. It took effort, man, because you went every day. You know, you went to, at least in my household, my dad said, you're going to get up and go to school. So, you know, that was six, seven hours a day for, you know, 12 years. So it was a lot of programming done there that we don't think about. That's why it's work to change some things, and that's why most people will never do it. Yeah, most of y'all. I ain't saying everybody on this call, but most most people won't. That's why I say... Uh, Share this stuff with people, man. Don't just listen to it and, and you know, yeah, okay. Because you don't know who's out here hungry or hungrier than you and just just dying and don't know where to look. I didn't know where to look for stuff. I didn't know. I knew, I knew something was wrong. I, I knew something wasn't right. I knew something was strange about my existence every day and the things that I did, I just I just had no clue where to look. And, you know, Ty Best is the guy that directed me toward the books, you know. And what was so crazy, I was already walking past those books every day in the bookshelf, on you know, in the library or something, or in a bookstore. When I was going to buy some books that really weren't going to help me change those those thoughts in my mind, I was just buying, you know, books that you know, gave me information on on somebody else's life, but that, that life was not where I was trying to go. Um, and so that's amazing. So think about this. You, you could be standing in a bookstore or standing somewhere, and the information is right there, and you don't even know it. It could jump off the shelf and bite you. Or some person sitting by you could. You don't even know that person. Um and and people go their whole life without getting that information. What if you share stuff with them and 
and uh, and they tell you that the information changes. You know what? You know what? This is what I know, and I think this is one of the challenges. I don't know if everybody is is that type of person that really cares like that. And I'm not saying something's wrong with it, which means, let me put it this way, if I give you something to read or if I share something with you that's, mind, that's dealing with mindset and thought-provoking things, and, man, the the best gift for me is for you to call and talk about it and say you got something from it. Man, that's better than money to me. That's better than a gift to me. That's better... And see, I, I, what I think is a lot of people on here don't look at that the same way. And I'm not telling you it's right or wrong. I'm not telling you. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm just saying I speak from who I am, and a lot of you all are not like me because we're all different. We all, you know, something else might move you. You know, you giving some information to somebody and their life changes from that, and they, and they thank you for, for that, and that, that, that might not be your thing. You know, I'm, I'm just getting that and understanding that. That's, that might not be your thing. But, man, I would rather that's something. I mean, for me, that would be that would be forever. Um, I don't know. I'll be forever thankful that, you know, that I know a person has, if they're if they're truthful about it, you know what I'm saying, if they're really telling the truth about it, they say, and you and you you know you check up on them, and they're still doing and they're learning and doing, you know, those things. It's like how Lewis talk about, you know, the first guy that really started helping him with books and stuff, and how he went back to him and said, "Man, I don't even understand this stuff," and he started telling them other things. That person there would be something I would be. Uh, forever thankful for because that was something that really really you know it wasn't materialistic it was it's something that that was life changing you know it's something that was you know so that's why I do these things that's why that's why and that's why I need to give you the replay number because I can talk all day about that. But we got a replay number on this call also, even though it will be loaded on the podcast platforms in the next couple of days. But the replay for this call is 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085. And this number, I mean, this call will be up all the way to Wednesday morning, so on tonight and tomorrow night. Um, you want to go back and listen to the replay, that way you can also and take the notes and apply the information. All righty, so we're going to get started this morning. Uh, went to the bookshelf. Yep, went to the bookshelf. And, man, pulled something out. And when I opened it, it was like, um, it's like it was heavily marked. It's a lot of lines, a lot of um, circles, a lot of different colors on there that, um, uh, I said, I must have been really excited about this book. So, uh, I'm trying to figure out what, because there's so many. Because when I opened it up, it was like, I can read that, I can read that, I can read that, I can read that. So, I'm going to do this, and then I'll come back and read. (laughs) Yeah. 
They ain't gonna like it. They ain't gonna like it. I be getting to the money. Everybody man. Harlan was only five 
when his father died. Harlan dropped out of school at 14. After a hitch in the Army, he failed as a blacksmith. By 18, he was married. You know, people used to get married at age. His wife announced that uh, she was pregnant the very day he was fired from yet another job. Not much time passed before she packed up and left him. Now, Harlan dropped out of correspondence at law school, running a ferry boat or a filling station, selling tires or insurance. Nothing worked out for him. I mean, he was trying everything. So at age 65, he started a new business with his $105 Social Security check. The man, reality slated from a continued failure, finally opened up his first Kentucky Fried Chicken, and Harlan Sanders became Colonel Sanders. After all those years at 65, you know how people say, well, it's too late for you to do anything. It's too, you know, you, you're so old, you can't. At 65, the man took a $105 security check, so I know that probably would be, so security check, that probably would be, $1,000 now, maybe 1500 I'll say 1000 you know, if you look at inflation. So that 105 would be 1000 So he took that and started his first Kentucky Fried Chicken. And now, most people on this call, <laughs> love that. No, that's Popeye's. <laughs> love that chicken from Popeye's. Whatever, you know, I don't know what the what the Kentucky Fried Chicken song is, but, you know. So he says, positive thoughts, positive action. P-T-P-A. Y'all should hashtag that. P-T-P-A. That means positive thoughts, positive action. They wanted to make it. They believed they could, so they tried. We all have heard plenty of stories about people who overcome or who overcame the worst possible circumstances. These stories are a dime a dozen. What about your story? What about you? What are you doing out here? I remember I Googled one time before. You still can, you know, Google this time. I was like, people who have changed their life and became successful at the age of 50 and over. Man, it was so many. Because, see, a lot of people have success early, and some people have success late. A lot of people can become CEOs of companies at 28 years old. And then some become CEOs of companies at 55 years old. You know, you look at uh, <clears throat> Snicker. Is his name not Snicker? What's his name? <laughs> I call him Snicker. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Is Brian Snicker? I think that's what his name uh, But I always call him Snicker. I said, what's Snicker going to do? Uh, uh, who managed the Braves, the Atlanta Braves. Man, Snicker been with them over 40 years. He did everything within the, you know, never got that, that job. And then he got the job, and within a couple of years, world championship. Now, he said he never even thought about that. Never even thought about even managing the Braves, because he did every little thing. You know, he started off, like, at the bottom. 40 years before that. Now, I'm not telling people that, you know, I'm not telling people that's going to take them that long for success if you're younger, but I'm telling people who are a little bit older that 
you can't give up because you, you never know what's going to happen out here. If you keep doing it, P-T-P-A. P-T-P-A. <laughs> All right, so it says, what happens when we slap our interpretation of reality over factual reality? Are we deceiving ourselves? Are we tilting with windmills, or are we rewriting history before it happens? Some interesting studies suggest that our thoughts have a tremendous influence on our immune system. See, that's how people can sick, I mean, can sick thought themselves to death. They can sick thought themselves to death. Our thoughts, you see, you bring, you bring a lot of that on. Your thoughts have tremendous influence on our immune system, on how much pain we feel in other aspects of our physical real being. Researchers have shown that positive mood is associated with, with fear of bodily complaints. This even affects the speed with which patients recover from CABS, coronary artery bypass surgery. Positive people who believe they will feel better soon tend to recover quickly than those who are convinced they are doomed to long, painful recovery. A long, painful recovery period. Think about your thoughts when it comes to recovery on anything or pain. And think about your closest friends, your family members. I can think of a, a few right now as, as I'm reading this that, you know, when something happens, is you know, it's chicken little. It's the end of the world. I mean, just end of the world. And and that and they have no clue, or that they don't have a clue at all, that those thoughts are helping prolong the pain. Because they would say, "That's crazy. You believe that stuff?" And the reason they would say that is because throughout the years of the teaching and the programming and the systems we threw. Can you can you ever think of uh, a book that was read from kindergarten all the way to twelfth grade, even in college, that said that? I don't know a book. Now maybe they might be doing it now, but I don't know a book that even talk about that even talked about our thoughts. Help me out if y'all do. Because I just don't know. So, so, so when you say stuff like this to people, what you expect the response is going to be? Oh man, you reading that mess? You think you think you think that what you think has something to do with you? You reading? And you could tell them, look, you know, it's in Proverbs because they say they read the Bible. Then they don't read the Bible. They take the Bible to church with them and they listen to pastor. And then whatever pastor said, they might even take notes from pastor, maybe if if he ain't no hooper. Because if he's a hooper, <laughs> you know, you, you can't take no notes from that. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Woke up this morning. <laughs> he's a hooper, you can't get no notes from that. But just say he's a teacher as a preacher. So you take down those notes, then you close it and you go home. But... You know, you really, because if you were reading, actual reading in Proverbs, it says that. 
But remember, we're not, we say we're reading, but we're not reading. <laughs> or maybe we're reading the stories in there and not reading Proverbs. Because if you read Proverbs, it's kind of, it's kind of hard on the flesh. It's kind of hard on, you know, because, you know, it just it gives you some rules that you should live by and some thoughts that you should have. So some people might want to skip over that, but it says here, you know, positive people who believe they will feel better soon tend to recover quickly than those who are convinced that they're doomed to a long pay for recovery period. Now, that information is in a lot of books that we haven't read. Y'all feel me on that? Put an eight in the chat, man. Y'all got to put an eight out there in the chat or something. Y'all feel me? I need to know y'all understand that because that right there is some powerful stuff. Even though it sounds so simple, it sounds like, you know, yeah, I know that. But I'm telling you, if you knew that, really knew it, then rejection would be not as hard as it is on the flesh right now and how hard it is on you to deal with it because you would know that people are only responding based on the information they receive, you know. Uh, you know, I was saying a partner of mine always, you know, pick, we pick the Super Bowl teams before the season starts, and then he always say, well, if there's new information come out, I might, be, I might have to change this. I'm going on the information I have right now. So when new information comes about, he said, I might, you know, two players might get hurt. I can't, no, 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 no. Now I got some new info. I might have to change that. See, when you get new information, then you start thinking about some stuff. You're like, oh, wow. But, again, has anybody, you know, lately throughout the system said, um, has said uh, that, you know, you change your thoughts, you change your, you, you mean you'll change your life like that. So uh, somebody asked me again what does PTPA stands for? Positive thoughts and positive action. So the P is positive, the T is thoughts, the P is positive, the A is action. Positive thoughts, positive action. PTPA. You, you put you put that in the hashtag out there. Somebody gonna <laughs> ask you. Oh, you still go to the meetings? <laughs> the PTA meetings. <laughs> oh, you go you, you go to PTA meetings. <laughs> No, fool, that ain't what that says. <laughs> the PTA meetings. But, I mean, somebody tell me if that is being taught somewhere, because if it is, that's, you know, that's cool. But I don't think the system is going to ever bring that up. You got to find that out. So somebody asked me what PYT stands for. Y'all didn't know that? The Michael Jackson's on PYT? Well, when I was in school, they, they, you know, as I walked across campus, they used to call me that. P.Y.T. So who's that? Pretty Young Tony. <laughs> Pretty Young Tony. <laughs> that was my name. P.Y.T. <laughs> no, you know, it stands for Pretty Young Thing. See, why Why my haters always come up? I got one big hate on here. I always come up. I ain't say that. Yes, they did. I'm going <laughs> to call somebody that went to school with me one day. I'm going to three-way them in on the call. Tell them, what they call me, man? It was a PYT. <laughs> My partner Joe gave me that name 
uh, rest in peace, Joe. That's 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 my boy. I told you that I I was afraid to call because he left and went to Harvard after he graduated. But Joe passed a couple of years ago. But you know, I met him. He's from Chicago, and his folks had moved to Birmingham, so we would ride back and forth, you know, together. And he came up with that. PYT. <laughs> oh, my haters texting me to my nod. I ain't with it. Okay. <laughs> People, oh, they called preacher man say, and they called you. <laughs> he said they called him PIMP. Okay. <laughs> Nah, you got a new name, Preacher Man. <laughs> and Big Lewis gave me that name <laughs> when you were talking the other day. The Dirty Deacon. <laughs> the Dirty Deacon. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, you think about it. You have powerful your thoughts are. <laughs> Man, this guy here, he absolutely believed that he would recover quickly. Three days after major surgery in which his chest was cracked open, he was home feeling fine. Now, some people are going to say, well, I thought that way for three days and my, I'm still in, you know. But see, here's the thing. Did you really think that way or you just thought you thought that way? This is what I just said. Are you really thinking positive or you think that you are thinking positive? Because, you know, it's like this. How do we really know? You say, what do you mean? It's like I always said this. You know, you see some people and they seem, they just seem so happy, right? And then you feel like, well, you're not happy, right? But the thing is, let's say that the Lord gave you ability to jump in their body. And they jump in yours. And you, when you jump in their body, you'd be like, this what you call happy? Mm-mm. I got that in my other body. Because <laughs> we don't know what, what that really is like. You know what I'm saying? We, we'll say that. We think these people are. But you might already have that, that in you already. You just, it's, <laughs> I'm going a little bit too deep. Let me stop. All right, so we, we physicians also know that a person's belief their interpretation of reality can turn plain water into a powerful medicine and shrink tumors. We know that a person's belief, the interpretations of reality, can turn plain water into a powerful medicine and shrink tumors. Because, you know, you have a lot of... Uh, um, what do you call the the fake drug that they give out? And people really believe that they're actually taking a, a you know this particular drug that's helping them because they they told them that's what it was, and they believed it so much that things started to change in their body, and it really wasn't. It really wasn't. It was. It was a placebo. That's what it is, placebo. It's called a placebo effect. And that's what people say a lot about our business and our industry that we're in. 
Man, y'all just getting the placebo. They be talking about the. I'll be talking about that product so much. You know, it's a placebo effect. Okay. <laughs> if that works, then that's look. We're just trying to get the results. So if it's placebo or you know Tim Tebow or whoever it is, you know what I'm saying. If we get the, <laughs> you get the results. That's the whole point. You know, that's. You know, hey, that's the whole point, in my opinion, at least. At least in my opinion, I think so. Um, back in the not-so-distant uh, 1950s, a controversial drug called Crebazin, I hope I pronounced that right, was used in cancer therapy. One patient, a man had, one patient, a man, had a highly advanced uh, cancer involving his lymph nodes. He was described as having large tumors the size of oranges in his neck, under his arms, in his chest, and abdomen. The patient's doctor was giving him injections of Crebizon. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's K-R-E-B-I-O-Z-E-N. Soon the patient's tumor shrank, and the fluid in his chest vanished. For over two months, the patient was symptom-free and quite enthusiastic about the Crebizon. In the meantime, however, AMA had conducted a study of the, that particular drug. Preliminary reports appeared in a newspaper indicating that Crebizon was worthless for the treatment of cancer. I mean, absolutely worthless. After reading the report, the patient became disturbed. His treatment was worthless. After two months of good health, his health deteriorated as he became depressed. Alarmed at this turn for the worse, the physician told the patient that the Crevizon was really a good was really good medicine. He gave the patient injections of water, but told him it was the drug. The results were amazing. The lung fluid vanished again. The chest tumors melted away, and the patient who couldn't even get out of bed was now ambulatory. The water injections continued, and soon the symptom-free patient was on. But then the final results of the AMA study came out, and that Crevizon was worthless. Guess what happened? Within a few days, the patient was admitted back to the hospital where he rapidly fell and died. Our thoughts, folks, are so powerful. Our thoughts are so powerful. This is documented research. And you... And us, we all have those same things. You know, we, we hang around our negative friends and 10, 12 of them tell you that ain't going to work, man. Frank tried that. You can go down there and ask Frank. They'll take you down to Frank's house. Tell them, Frank. Frank, who ain't done nothing, never went to a meeting, never learned, didn't read any of the books. Yeah, they just get your money. That's all they do. They, you know, they don't do nothing else. And, you know, yeah, I fell for it too. Then you go around another one of your friends, and they see those that information there. And you never get this, or you don't stay on this long enough. You never get any other information, and you watch the news all the time. You listening to like I saw a documentary one time. It was uh, I think I brought this up too, uh, before. Uh, it was a uh, late night. One of those shows, you know, it's I can't. Y'all probably know the guy name. It's the brother, and I think it's on CNN. He got the big afro. 
Y'all know what I'm talking about? And he goes around to different countries, and he come up with different topics to discuss. And, and um, um, who is the guy? Y'all know what I'm talking about? I know you probably know Preacher Man. I can't think of the name of the show. But it's, you know, people like it because he go to different countries talking about food and businesses and all that kind of stuff. But this particular time, I happened to stumble across it, and, you know, he was talking about our type industry. And he called himself doing documentation on it. Uh, is that the brother named Anthony Bourdain? I thought that's the guy. I thought that was the white guy who killed himself, Anthony Bourdain. I thought that was. I'm not sure. K. Bell, that might be him. I think it might be him. I'm not sure. But he's on CNN. And... um Man, he had a lot of sarcastic comments about what we were doing because he was talking about, I think it was Mary Kay and maybe Herbalife or whatever, and he followed them and went to the meetings and, you know, he was listening to people and, you know, he you know, he would say something like, you know, I guess it's a great concept and I guess people make money, but then he'll come back. And, and so the whole documentary was about 30 minutes, and he really just, if you watch that, you would feel like a clown for doing what you do. Now, millions of people saw that. And if it's on CNN, millions of people believe. Do you know how many folks were probably on the verge of changing their life and they saw that and the next day they called a friend back and said, I'm not going to... Because they look at CNN as credibility. They look at... Uh, you know, anything on television almost is credibility. Anything on it, you know, that's out there, because that's what they say. I've had people say, well, why ain't see no ads on your company? Because <laughs> they pay us the money that they would run ads with. Why would they do that? <laughs> You're right, man. you watching the game tonight. <laughs> Who you got? <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, that's it, United Shades of America. W. Camus Bell, I guess I pronounced that right, yeah. And you probably could Google it, maybe on YouTube, maybe, and I don't know the, the topic, I mean the name of the show in particular, but I'm sure all this stuff is on YouTube. You know, maybe I'll try to find it and put it on our page or something on our team page because you, you just – you. I would believe that most of y'all are strong enough to to watch it and just laugh, but a lot of folks who hadn't been around, hadn't made any money, who don't be like, man, you'll be calling them the next day, and they like, they done. Mm-mm. Now, what happened? You left the meeting saying the Lord had, had sent you a blessing. Yeah, since then I hadn't talked to the Lord. He kind of changed his mind about some of. <laughs> no, I no, I was taught, that was the devil, but I wouldn't. <laughs> that was who that was. But the reality that 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 drug was worthless, but it worked when the doctor and patient believed it. See, both of them believed it, and when they talked about it, you you know so. 
who you around? Because you said my friends, you know, they they still my friends. They don't. They ain't a customer. Never bought anything. But I I I can't be mad at them for that. I ain't say be mad at them. No. I would think that they might buy something one time and be a one time customer just to, you know, I'll do that just to say, okay, you know. But let's say they ain't bought anything and you say they're still your friends. Okay, that's cool. But the vibe that they give off, the low kind of, you know, frequency that they have when it comes to you and your business. You don't know how that affects you, and that's why your family members too, and that's why, but see, you've been around them for so long, it's hard for you to, you can't do that. You say, you know, I'm going to let this little business here tear my family up and tear my friends up, and uh, yeah, if you're serious, because what happens is, what happens is you wind up not doing what you're supposed to do, not having the success you're supposed to have, and then you know you I guess you semi broke up with your family kind of. Now you mad at what we doing here and you mad at the whole industry and literally the work that's supposed to be done wasn't done. So I guess if you know you're not gonna do anything, then I guess you need to stay with them because now you know you still got those people on your side. You should never, you know, you shouldn't, you know, separate from them like that if you know you're not going to do anything because now it's a lose-lose. You know, because if you separate, you need to go somewhere and win so you can come back to them and say, this is why I did it. Or this is why I don't hang around, you know, because I, I had to go out here and win. And then when you come back or get back around them, your thoughts are so strong and so different on that because you've had the success. Now Leroy can say whatever he wants. So, like, I laugh at people when they, you know, inside when they say stuff like, you know, crazy stuff. <laughs> like, like, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they say. <laughs> because I've been on both sides. I've been on the side where they are. And I'm on this side. And here the thing is, they are not on this side and never been on this side. But they always have opinions on this side. And opinions are things that, and we listen to it because, you know, what we hear the most, that's what we believe. That's why it's so hard to hear this. And then you go to work and you go other places and you beat your family and you're not hearing this. So you're only hearing it here because you're not reading the books. You're not, you know, listening to the audios. You're not, you're only hearing it here almost, but you hear that other stuff, you know, 20,000 million times. And you say, well, I got it. I believe. How? How? And you wonder, I made five calls yesterday. I made five calls. I, can't, I just don't feel like making none. I can't do this. I can't. I can't talk to more people. I can't. I just. You don't, you don't even know where that comes from. You don't even know that the environment you in is is causing all of that, and you don't even. You're not even thinking about that because you just you living your life. It's like 
uh, like I said, somebody who grew up in the neighborhood, and then when they get out of the neighborhood and they go other places, it's just like when I went to college. And I start meeting people from everywhere, every city, every from Africa, from all other countries, and I'm sitting there talking to them, and I'm like, I never even thought that some of this stuff even existed. And that's what I was kind of talking about last night with some people, that once you get in another environment, you get in, you get another lifestyle. You have, you know, you get more money. You go to another level. It's like you don't even know some stuff. You don't even your focus now is on man. You know the things that you did before. You're not doing anymore. You don't even have time for that now because you're at a whole other level. You you doing some stuff that, you know, you operate with your money differently. You know, the investments that you can have now, you got different people in your life sharing stuff with you, and, and you're thinking, I never even thought this existed. I don't even know how. Well, oh, you mean y'all been meeting at this spot, uh, you know, downtown at this luxury hotel for years, you know, changing ideas and thoughts, and, and you know, I've been to that hotel for years going to these parties down there, and y'all were in that room down there, you know, Changing million dollar ideas and you know <laughs> like like when the guy like when Jay Z went to the hotel looking for the billionaire who owned uh, the basketball team. I think the guy said he on the thirteenth floor. Jay said, I ain't on thirteenth floor, man, I've been coming here for years. It's no thirteenth floor. He said he's on the thirteenth floor. He said, Yeah, let me I'm gonna call him. He called him. He gave him some kind of code. He went to the 13th floor. He's like, yeah, that's for billionaires. At that time, he was a billionaire. He didn't know that the 13th floor existed until you become a billionaire. It's like you don't know all kind of stuff exists. Again, when I start meeting people in college and knowing from, you know, hearing stuff about Africa, hey, just any cities, like people that I met from Chicago, the stories they were telling me, the things that I never even thought about existed. Because I was in that one little area, my state and my city. That's why they say a lot of times that it, a, a child can learn more just from traveling and going places than giving them money. Because you, your eyes are open now. You're in a different environment. You're seeing different things, and you don't look at it as your little environment where you grew up. You, you're looking at a worldview now. You're thinking about, you know, you the, the person who is better to give them that. Let them see the world, you know, at a young age. And then you realize the things that you're seeing and hearing are just a part of this little bitty environment here. Not, not, you know. I remember we went to Monaco and talking to the people just in, that lived in the area. Their whole thoughts about the United States was totally different than what we we, we were taught. The stories I heard, we never heard here. It was blocked. And I'm sure the stories we heard here about them and some of the other stuff was blocked too. So like, you're only going by your little environment that you're in, the little city that you're in, the little surroundings that you're in. That's the only thing you – now, you know, the world has opened up now with YouTube. 
because you can go to YouTube, put in any city, any country, and there's a video on there, and you can actually see. I mean, it ain't nothing like being there, but you can actually see other places. And I remember, you know, one point you didn't see none of that. All you wasn't no YouTube. It wasn't no. So all you saw was, you know, the people in your neighborhood who never left your city to go anywhere. That's why I say when you're talking to, think about it, you being raised by teachers who never even left their city, don't even know about the world. All the teachers know about that book, and they pass, and then they're not making any income. To So those are the people, and I, I'm not saying demeaning somebody. I'm just saying the reality is that's the information we get. So we only have limited thoughts. We only have limited, because we hadn't. <laughs> that's why I said, I, you know, I can't say that I've never, because I, until I get into those environments and see what's happening, shoot. You know, it's like it's some people never been to New York. I remember when I went to New York, it was like my senior year in high school or something, or maybe it was the summer after that, maybe my freshman year. I mean, you know about, you hear about New York, but when you go to New York, it's like, this is, you can't describe it almost. It's like, you you know, when I went to Lagos in Nigeria, I, I still can't describe that to you when I came out, when I came out that airport, what I saw. I still can't describe it to you. Still can't. But if you're in environments that say all the time that, you know, all we can do is this, this is what we are, here are the people we are and you know, and that you and you in that environment way more than like you in let's say you're in that environment now. This call would kinda it'll help a little bit, but it ain't going to override all the other stuff you hear every day. Because what feeds you, it leads you. All right, folks, that's all she wrote. Pen and the pencil broke. I hope you got something from that. You should, because I just said a lot, for real.